everyone, welcome back to the RegTech Pulse. You're here with Julia Wilson and today I'm joined by Chris Foy, who is one of our Senior Directors in Market Planning. Chris is here to talk to us about risk orchestration. So Chris, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you. And I wondered if you, before we dive in, maybe you could just give a little bit of background about your role, kind of day-to-day um, day -day tasks that you do, areas of responsibility, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, so I work within our market planning function focused on platforms. So that's primarily uh, risk narrative, uh, which we acquired uh, just over a year ago. And really my uh, two main areas of focus, one was integrating uh, that business into the wider LexisNexis Risk Solutions organization. Uh, and the second area of focus has been rolling out that capability globally, um, which is uh, what I'm working on at the moment. And that capability, I mean, I guess that's what we're here to talk about today is around this this idea of risk orchestration. So we often talk about risk management. Um, risk orchestration is a term that we're starting to hear a little bit more about. We've got some sort of analysts starting to talk about it in the market. I know that Gartner released a report recently about orchestration and how it can help um, you know, mitigate risk and improve customer experience. So I think today it would be good to just talk about what orchestration is um, and yeah. what makes it different to a typical kind of risk management approach, compliance approach, and, and who it might be right for. So before we don't dive into that, I wonder if you could sort of help to set the scene a little bit. Um, what are some of the trends that we've been seeing in the risk space? Kind of what, what's been leading to this approach of, of orchestration? Uh, yeah. So, and I, I appreciate that orchestration is a kind of a buzzword in the market at the moment. So there's lots of different uh, kind of vendors that are using this term as well as analysts. So I think it is good for us to kind of dig into the topic a little bit. Um, so I suppose before we get on to what is orchestration, it's probably useful to understand kind of the typical challenges a lot of organizations face, right? So if we look at a typical organization, if they're trying to manage their customers, manage the onboarding process, they will generally go out and they will find kind of point capabilities to address their business requirements. It could be identity verification, it could be document authentication. It could be um, trying to identify potentially fraudulent, suspicious devices, um, as well as uh, kind of AML screening and other key areas that they need to address during that onboarding, just to make sure that they have a, a robust process in place. So that inevitably creates siloed processes. So they are contracting with multiple vendors. They're managing those relationships individually. Um, they're having to understand the capabilities of each particular provider. Uh, they're ha having to understand what the results that come back from each provider are. And they have to manage all of that to try and determine a holistic view of risk. That creates quite a lot of overhead on the organization. Um, and it also creates inefficiencies as well. So that's a typical kind of dynamic that we see across many organizations. Um, at the same time, you know, internally within that organization, they will generally be under pressure to grow the business. Uh, and that could be launching new products, going into new geographies where there could be um, kind of different regulatory environments. And so they are under incredible pressure, not only to satisfy their core onboarding process that they already established for their main customer base, but as they grow and expand, to be able to adapt that process to accommodate uh, new business requirements as well. So they're facing all these challenges and what they generally find is 
with the approach of having siloed processes, they can't really react to those changes quickly. Um, and they don't have so much choice or flexibility uh, with those dynamics as well. As well as that, you've got external factors, right? So when we talk around kind of trends, there's some obvious trends that have been happening over a number of years. You've got digitization, obviously with the pandemic that really accelerated that if you didn't have a digital channel, you pretty much uh, didn't have much of a business uh, during the pandemic because everyone was expecting only way to access services was online. So we've got that pressure, really saw the acceleration of digitization during the pandemic. Um, and, you know, how that works in the current environment is organizations are looking at that not as, as a critical element, but they're looking at it in terms of, you know, how can they make that onboarding experience as frictionless as possible for their customers? So there's, I think there's a much more uh, scrutiny on the digital journey looking at how they can drive efficiency while still being compliant uh, in that whole area. That's one area. And then obviously there's regulatory pressure as well. So we touched on kind of organization expanding into different environments, but, you know, regulation continuously changes. The sanctions landscape is most notable over the last uh, year or so. Uh, you know, the number of kind of new entities added to the, the, the major sanctions lists has caused an operational overhead on, on many organizations, which they need to manage and they need to react and respond to very quickly. So there's a number of different uh, dynamics uh, that kind of lead to orchestration and why more and more organizations are uh, considering it. So you've kind of got multiple factors there, don't you? So like you said, yeah, regulatory factors are the external factors. You've got companies wanting to grow. I guess at the moment as well, in particular, you've got cost control coming sort of front of mind and then also right. customer experience. People are, you know, people don't want to try to onboard with a bank and have to wait for days and days to get all your checks done. So there's quite a bit of pressure there. So I guess kind of coming back to that buzzword orchestration, what is it? How is it different? Um, how is it different to a typical, you know, if, if we say risk management, what is risk orchestration in comparison to that? Yeah, so... Probably the way I would define risk orchestration is it's a capability that enables you to bring all your processes into one place and allows you to intelligently decision multiple factors, as well as managing the state of a given application. And probably the best way to talk about it is maybe just talk through some examples here. So if we start with a simple example that it's a financial institution, they want to onboard an individual for a, for a current account. And we kind of touched on some of the checks that, you know, that organization may want to do so they may want to do identity verification because obviously verifying identity is a key step in, in kind of any kyc process document authentication they want to kind of verify that the id identity documents that have been submitted are genuine documents and they would do a series of checks around that as well obviously screening to identify whether they're on sanctions whether they're politically exposed whether there's anything in adverse media that they need to be aware of and they may you know, they may want to do checks on the actual device that that individual who's opening the account is using just to see if there's any indicators on there, which could be suspicious or potentially that device has already been flagged up as, as fraudulent. And there's lots of other different types of checks that they may want to do. Um, so orchestration enables you to kind of manage all those kind of different checks and, and processes all in one place. And importantly as well, it enables the institution to determine you know, how they want to do those checks, in what order. 
um, and it can enable you to handle the outputs of those checks in a way that gives you a, a holistic view of the risk of that particular applicant. Um, so that's one aspect of orchestration, but it goes further than that. So I talked about current account, but this financial institution, the example I'm using, they have multiple products. So let's say, for instance, they have like a um, kind of a wealth management arm as well. So maybe on that process, you know, they may have additional checks around source of wealth that they want to manage and various other things as well. So again, within a single platform, not only could you handle an individual that's opening the current account, but if they wanted a wealth management product, you could also handle that and you can handle those additional checks as well. Another example, so we talked about individuals, but also businesses. So uh, it's like a business bank account. So to onboard that business, you're going to have slightly different kind of requirements, right? You're going to want to verify the business. You're going to ask for certain types of documentation, maybe the company registration document and various other things. You're going to want to identify the directors and shareholders, the ultimate beneficial owners. And for each of those different entity types, you may have different KYC processes that you want to run. Within an orchestration platform, so orchestration allows you to not only do all the checks against all those different entity types, but it kind of manages the state because you're not going to get instantaneous response for all those different types of checks. You may need to go back to a director and say, actually, could you provide your identity document or, or could you provide some additional information on a particular aspect of that onboarding? So onboarding checks may complete at different times. And it's actually important for the system uh, to be aware of the state of each of those checks and know when actually all checks have been completed and that you can onboard that business. So I think that's another key element of orchestration. It is not only about driving efficiencies in terms of enabling an organization to manage multiple processes and manage the outputs for multiple checks in an, in an intuitive manner, but it enables an organization to manage all the complexity, you know, irrespective of kind of the different products that they may have, the different exceptions that may come up during an onboarding workflow, and it enables them to manage all of that within a single place. Hopefully, Julia, that makes sense. It does. So, so it still enables you to, I guess you were talking about how traditionally people might have point solutions and so they would have different areas working in silos. So to, I guess theoretically you would still be able to use different solutions which suit different elements, but you're using it in one place. That's correct. And so you're using it in one platform. Yeah, so if you, you think about that kind of point solution, so that kind of workflow, so I would do a check, an identity verification check using a point solution. I get a result. I've got to understand that result. Once I've understood that result, I've got to trigger off through whatever system uh, another type of check, right? And then say, actually, but based on that result, I'm going to trigger off these different types of checks. And you're kind of having, so there's probably quite a lot of manual intervention involved there. There's a lot of onus on the onboarding team to actually understand the different outputs and understand their processes and what to trigger next. And then when you add in the complexity of the business, the different lines of business, different products, uh, that becomes quite a, an overhead, I think, on an organization. So really orchestration enables them to be more efficient uh, by having all these different kind of providers and types of checks all integrated into one platform, um, having the ability to define a process flow over it that actually aligns with the organization's risk-based approach uh, it create, uh, provides a lot of power uh, to organizations.
Mm-hmm. And I guess also in terms of keeping records and, and understanding why certain decisions were made, I guess having everything in one place would make people's lives a lot easier, I suppose, as well. It does, yeah. So I think one of the the key things that I really like about it is, um, and I'm talking kind of risk narrative a little bit here, is the indelible audit trail. So within within that particular solution, you can run all these checks and you can actually see the audit trail for every single check that you've done. And you can go down to a pretty granular level to kind of show all the individual kind of, it's called the micro check. So you're using an identity verification provider within that service itself. It does multiple different types of checks. I can see all that level of detail within the audit trail. And I can see that for every step in the process. So if that applicant was successful, I can go into the audit trail and say, I can explain easily why that application was successful. If it got um, kind of stopped and actually needed to be referred because we need to do further kind of due diligence on that application, I can also see why that kind of referral has been triggered as well. And I think that's incredibly powerful. And I guess the question is, uh, does this mean, I mean, where do you see the industry going? Do you think that we're all going to move to risk orchestration? So, you know, point solutions are going to become irrelevant. Is it is it an evolution? Is it an alternative? Um, so I probably would describe it as an evolution. I think there has been a growing trend or, or adoption of platforms over several years now. So we've seen that. We've seen that organizations are looking to combine capabilities into one platform for all the reasons we stated earlier, which is around efficiency, you know, operational efficiency, the ability to have that uh, kind of single view of of risk. Um, So it provides a lot of advantages. So I think the market is demanding that type of kind of consolidation of capabilities and making them available via one platform. Um, There will still be scenarios, you know, where organizations, they've already invested a huge amount into their in terms of their technical infrastructure. They've already done the integrations of all the various kind of point capabilities into that infrastructure. So in that scenario, they're unlikely to move to orchestration because they've already put a huge amount of time and effort kind of getting their kind of processes and everything set up. But even for those organizations, they may be uh, feeling particular pain points um, that they want to address. And a platform uh, that is modular can help them address that as well. So they may have particular difficulties entering a new drug geography because they don't have a suitable identity verification provider for that particular geography. Um, and they want to have multiple providers. So they have a fallback option to try and increase pass rates wherever possible. Even in that scenario, they may find a platform that is modular would be uh, an advantage to them. And do you see this happening? I guess, like you said, that there are there are companies or FIs, institutions where maybe it's it's not going to be for them right now. Um, are there particular industries that you're starting to see? I know that you mentioned about um, use cases where orchestration may be beneficial. Do you see particular industries really adopting this more quickly than others? Yeah, I mean, I think there's some very obvious uh, industries where we're seeing um, they're very receptive to kind of an end-to-end orchestration platform. Um, fintechs is an obvious area. So a newly formed business that needs to get their processes kind of up and running very quickly. Um, they don't have um, that 
technical that tech stack already in place right so they're looking to build that tech stack for them it is compelling to uh, move towards an orchestration platform because they know they can get all the capabilities they need in one place it's easier for them to manage that tech stack it also provides them flexibility and choice right so as they grow they know they're on a platform that can grow with their business so that's an obvious area um, where we see a lot of traction um, and a lot of market demand the second area which we would see um, is uh, institutions that have gone out they 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 bought various capabilities um, because they were kind of a new business at the time so they they were regulated they needed to get these capabilities in they probably didn't have a hundred percent understanding of all the capabilities because they never used them before um, and they, they got them into the organization and then they're starting to review those capabilities and saying, actually, how can we drive efficiency? How can we increase automation without compromising, you know, obligations, our compliance? Um, and I suppose we call those the phase two buyers where they have the experience and now they're looking at how they can optimize drive efficiency. Um, those type of organizations are also good candidates for um, an orchestration platform as well. And we already covered the mm -hmm. third scenario, which I see, which is organizations just have a particular pain point. Uh, and for them, even though they they may not want to initially take the full benefits of orchestration, of an orchestration platform, uh, they want to realize the immediate benefits of addressing that pain point. And they generally want the reassurance that actually, if they have future business requirements, the fact that they've already got access to a platform that is addressing that immediate need means that they can extend in the future as required. So it seems future proofing is a good a good term in, in terms of who's ready to do this and, and what benefits it may bring in the future. That's right. So that's one of our kind of um, key messages, I would say, is around, you know, it's really trying to provide organizations with flexibility and choice. So um, if we talk just briefly about kind of risk narrative, um, we have lots of uh, LexisNexis risk solutions, integrations of capabilities but we also have lots of third-party integrations as well. And we do that because we realize that choice for organizations is incredibly important. So that, you know, again, using that example, you may have, you know, the need to do document authentication and you have a preference for a particular provider. We want to support that provider to ensure that you have, you're comfortable uh, with that kind of process within whatever region you're looking at. So that's incredibly important. The other thing that's important is configurability as well. So um, it is about making sure that the platform is easily configurable by a business user rather than a developer or programmer, because we understand that, you know, compliance teams, fraud teams, they want to adapt very quickly. They want to be able to make changes themselves very quickly in a controlled manner. Um, and so we try to make sure we enable that through the platform. That all makes sense. And I guess just before we wrap up, I would say if, if you've got one piece of maybe advice or suggestion, if you if there's anybody here sort of thinking that maybe orchestration could be right for them, are there any, um, I guess, closing pieces of advice or um, points that you'd like to make to them? So the one thing I kind of see within the market is what I said, I think we discussed right at the beginning, which is, you know, orchestration is a term that's being widely used at the moment within the industry. And I think it's important to make a distinction between what we call like a data hub, what is workflow management and what is orchestration. Um, just as, you know, organizations go out into the market and look for these type of capabilities. So when we talk around kind of a data hub, 
view that as like a data exchange. It's a central way just to interact with multiple applications and algorithms. But you can't really, you, you basically, it's just easing the pain of integration, but it's not helping you address the pain of handling all the different outputs and what you do with that. And, and it's not giving you any kind of process flows across all of that to really help you manage it and drive efficiency and, and automate parts of the process. So that's one area. The second types of kind of uh, providers you will see there are more in the workflow. So they have some degree of process engineering in there so that you can kind of do multiple steps in the process, but it isn't true orchestration in the sense that it doesn't do the scenario I talked about earlier where you have, you know, multiple processes, the need to handle different types of exceptions, and that's going to trigger its own process and have that all that intelligence built into there. Um, so that's workflow, and we've discussed orchestration at length. Um, and actually, the easier way to understand it is kind of the way one of my colleagues, she came up with an amazing music analogy. So a data hub is basically it enables you to assemble many instruments, but you can only enable each instrument to play independently. So it wouldn't be a, an amazing song. Workflow management basically is like an orchestra, but they can only play a single song. And orchestration is basically where you have a maestro you know they're conducting over an orchestra they can make them play many different songs simultaneously to automate and solve you know multiple parts of a complex problem so it's a true orchestra in that orchestration analogy so hopefully that would just help kind of organizations kind of decipher some of the messaging they're probably seeing out in the market i like that i think that's a great analogy um chris foy thank you so much for joining us on the reg tech pulse yeah thank you thank you for having me and if any of our listeners out there would like to learn more about orchestration we will have a link to our risk narrative page in the show notes thank you for tuning in and we hope to see you again soon on the reg tech pulse mm-hmm.